Hello and welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Plotcher. Today, we are very happy to report on Ama. Yes. Ama, the hugging saint. Oh my gosh, we've been trying to meet Ama for, for years. years. She travels all over the world. Hugging she, people. She is from India. And she's been on our radar for a long time. And about yearly, she'll come around North America. She'll Mm -hmm. come to Los Angeles. I remember one year we were really close to going. She was in Long Beach. There's always just something that comes up that keeps us from getting to where she is. Yeah, it started to feel like the cosmos were betting against us. They did not want us to see Alma. They did not want this happening. And so we beat the universe. (laughs) That's right. And someone... Or usually a few people would email us, hey, you should Did definitely you know? check out Ama the Hugging Say, Yeah, yeah, yeah we know. We know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this time we were already, because she'll come for multiple days. She'll do a retreat. Yeah. And then she'll have multiple sessions with hugging. And the way they describe it, like you have to show up and get tokens and right. wait and for hours. Wait, and then your token gets called and don't lose the token. It's like cash. And then there's a ceremony and you get hugged. It's just always funny after the fact to kind of look back at my mental image and realize how wrong it was. Totally. Especially, boy, is that the case here. Yeah. Especially since the first one I think we were really planning on going to was in Long Beach. I pictured us down like by a boat dock. <laughs> and like, you know, a bunch of people standing out by cargo containers and we're getting these tokens. And that- like in the love boat when everyone takes off and there are people just like waving their handkerchiefs at them and throwing rice. This is where I confess I've never seen The Love Boat. Right. Yeah, that's a reference no one will get, but it is like that. (laughs) But in my mind, I was thinking, oh, she's founded a path somewhat akin to Brazzo. Yes, that's what I thought, too. The Gazer, our Croatian Gazer, if you haven't heard those episodes. Yeah, that would have been like early 2017, I think. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought, okay, she's figured out her gimmick. She's the one who hugs, and the hugs heal you or affect you in some notable way, and it's just like Brazzo. and just has this one sweet gig. Yeah, it was totally sweet gig, and what a smart thing to do, mm-hmm. where you just hug people, and then they get to come up with you know whatever significance <laughs> yeah. or purported miracle claims, and good on them. Yeah. You know, nobody really loses out. You don't have to lie to anybody about anything. Yeah. You just get a hug, and who doesn't like a hug? It makes me a consensual ha- hug. Exactly. <laughs> it makes me want to hang up a shingle and just be like, hey, for $5, you can see this crazy thing. You and know, then, you know, just show them like, I don't know, a picture of my foot and then be like, what do you think? Everyone's <laughs> Everyone has different reactions. What do you think? And I bet. I just hope it catches on. Yeah, I bet a good quarter of the people would be like, that is amazing. I totally get it. And then at some point it hits critical mass. And uh-huh. now you are the, the what, foot. Saint. The foot saint. <laughs> hey, it's a niche. No one's grabbed it yet. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's the whole wiki feet thing. I haven't, guys, I haven't been debuted on wiki feet. And, I, you know, I've been on the internet for many years now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, no, here, here I am getting a mental image again. I'm guessing this is a website run like Wikipedia where they collect pictures of, of women's, women's feet. In Maybe particular, there are men too. Women's feet. Okay. Mostly women's feet. It's a foot fetish <laughs> website. And people always say, oh, the second you put your feet on the internet, if you have, you know, 
any public profile at all, mm-hmm. people will grab your feet and they'll put them on WikiFeed. Well, guess the fuck what? It's not true because- You've put your feet out there? I have tried. <laughs> <laughs> no one's putting me on WikiFeet. All right, you foot fetishists. Get on it. Get yeah, Carrie please. up on WikiFeet. <sighs> I did a whole video for Jay Frosting. He used to do a thing where he'd review us weeklies, and I did it one time. And, oh, that's right. And I was sitting in such a way that you could see my feet the whole time. Oh, thinking. And still. Now's my my chance of getting <laughs> on Wikipedia. This is my big moment. Now that I think of it, I'm sure I have accidentally stumbled on that before when, you know, I've looked up the image results for some actress mm, and then seen oh, like right. one photo that is a crop in of her feet and go, <laughs> I'm on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> Anyway, so Ama, so her deal is <laughs> she travels the world. Well, you really zagged there. <laughs> Thank you. Also, I don't believe in evolution. But anyway, she traveled the world. She travels the world, present mm-hmm. tense, and hugs people. And people with great minds, critical thinkers, people whose opinions I respect oh. will say, my experience with Ama was mind-blowing oh wow okay there was an npr reporter who was like i'm not sure what physiologically is happening but i just had this very profound spiritual experience oh i think i found a quote from that where she was talking about being kind of almost dazed and confused afterwards but in a really pleasant way and i get so excited about those things because i'm like okay okay because if i I don't need to believe and it can just like sort of override me and make me feel it i would freaking love that i'm down for that yeah and speaking of feet i was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop as well when i was thinking of (laughs) brazzo when when we looked into him we found oh he does have teachings and oh mm, some of them not so good interesting okay it's not just the gazing Right, and may or may not have been around for a mysterious death. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. listen to that. So beyond that, I really knew nothing about her when mm-hmm. when Same. we went to see her. So this time, she had been, I think, in Hollywood from Thursday through a Monday. Right. And our timing wasn't working out. We had missed the first half of this, and we thought, oh, we're going to miss Ama again. Yep. But we looked at Monday, and... Thank goodness the retreat had happened like the past couple days. So there's a retreat that you can go to and it's a multi-day program. Yeah, that's the real Ama deep dive. And that would have required more of a time commitment than we could give it. But she was going to be doing another one of the Devi Bhavas or Darshans. Okay. So that was the one where you show up for the tokens. So we thought, oh, cool, we can do it on Monday. Let's go there. So it was going to be the whole thing. The whole event from November 21st through 25th was at Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd paid more attention to that because <laughs> I just typed Lowe's and I saw a Google Maps result. And you ended up at a hardware store. Right. So same letters, but L-O-E-W-S. And that took me over toward... A metro station in Hollywood. Uh-oh. And so I'm looking around trying to find this building, and I ask the security guard, and he says, what's the address? And so I pull this up, and I say, oh, 1755 North Highland. And he says, oh, that's way over there. And I realize I'm oh, point, no. point 0.8 miles away. No shit. But I just paid $10 for parking. No. So I just start jogging on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, wow. I thought you went and got your car. Boy, Hollywood Boulevard. Not- Hollywood. 
not home the home of the stars where the glitz and the glamour. Yeah, it's not always the most glamorous, glitzy place, Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood is wild. For those of you who don't live in Hollywood, the six of you who listen to this and don't live in Hollywood, <laughs> right. yeah, it's such a weird mishmash of like extremely wealthy people and extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. And so you can go from one street to the next and have a very different experience. It turns out if you don't have good health services, including mental health services in a particular country, all the warm climates are probably going to fill with people who need a lot of help. Thanks, Reagan. Yeah, thanks the fuck, Reagan. So uh, I did finally get there. At least my goal was to get there by 4.45. But instead, I got there at 5 o'clock. Okay. And I got there a little bit after you. For some reason, I thought I knew exactly how long it was going to take to walk. Boy, was I wrong. Or maybe I took a weird route. So, yeah. Anyway, I ended up taking a lift. The lesson here is that we've lived in LA for a long time. (laughs) We still have a hard time navigating all this. And so we ended up at the Hollywood and Highland Complex, which you may remember from a seance episode that we had. Oh, right. Yeah. And from us trying to perform Reiki on people on Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. It's also where we got picked up for the Tony Alamo Ministries. Oh, yeah. And it's also where I worked at the James Randi Educational Foundation. Oh, yeah. Very close to yeah, that. Yeah. The darkest time in my life. And also where I got kicked out of the L. Ron Hubbard birthday celebration. All right. Right on the top floor outside of the Dolby Theater. And uh, turns out we'll be heading back to that same exact giant room. Man. Where that took place. Hopefully you don't get kicked out again. Will I? Will he? Bum, bum, bum. For this sentence that's coming up next, no, he doesn't. Spoiler alert. So as soon as you show up at the hotel, they have someone there in a red scarf. Who's this bright, is pretty smart. Bright and this chipper is... and happy to see you. You know how when you walk around Target and you're like, oh, there's a person in a red shirt and khaki pants. They probably work here. Even though there's no like particular, they don't like Our friend Jarrett has talked about accidentally wearing like a a blue shirt at Best Buy and people start asking him questions and he knows more than the people who work there. (laughs) He's just wandering around Best Buy for kids. I've done that at Fry's before where I just turn into tech support for people. Oh, you want this kind of hard drive? No, no, that's that's IDE. That's not supported anymore. You know, like something stupid like that. And they'll realize three people later, like, I should just get back to shopping. I started doing a mini tour at the observatory once accidentally because a family asked me what the Foucault pendulum does. And oh. I was like, well, actually, I know. And so I started telling them, but then this little cluster of people started forming and I was like, I don't know anything else. So you probably shouldn't follow me around. Bottom line, though, the Earth is not flat. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie runs off. Yeah, so these people were genuinely helpful and said, okay, well, you're going to want to get on that elevator, then go to the M level, then you're going to walk across, you're going to look for more people like me in these red scarves, and then you're going to get on another elevator, mm-hmm. or you can take a series of escalators or stairs and get up to the fifth floor. It's so complicated. It was getting complicated very quickly. And interestingly... You could just walk into the building and take an elevator to the fifth floor, which is where this thing was being held. But everyone was like, you don't want to do that. Way too confusing. So take M to That would have worked, then huh? Then go across. Then go up one. Yeah. No, I, you, can, I believe you can just the story. go up to five and go across. Oh. Pfft. Yeah. Okay. But they felt it was confusing for some reason. They probably so. wanted you to walk by the little food court thing. Where you can buy stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and uh, guess where I found Ross? Buying Indian food, of course. And you know you're in the right place because there is a big sign that says AMA program, Dolby Ballroom, level five. Got a, a lovely smiling picture of AMA. 
Uh, this is where I wish, you know, we could show you a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't. This is a podcast. It's a visual medium. Yeah. Wait, no. This is an audio medium. Mm-hmm. 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 So I headed toward the mezzanine where they had the dining hall and the snack shop and immediately saw there was somebody making masala dosa. Yum. I said, uh, yes, please. And a dosa. For those who dosa not know, <laughs> is uh, it's like a savory crepe. Yeah, that's filled with a Indian curry of some so kind. They take the dough and they they have these circular hot plates, and like if the earth was flat in a circle, <laughs> it would look like that. So then they spread out the dough very thinly, so you get to see them heat it up, and then they put in a mixture of potatoes and yeah, other things, and it's all vegetarian which is awesome and then they roll it up and it is yummy we Mm -hmm. shared one of those yeah thank you for that Mm -hmm. gave me half ears you joined me as that was being made Mm -hmm. and i was a little nervous though because also i know they're already handing out tokens oh yeah and so i kept checking with people on the red scars hey you think we'll be okay like when do i definitely need to be there to get the token and i really had no sense of whether this would be a thing where thousands of people are there or a thing where 45 people are there. Right, yeah. You really can't tell. No way of gauging. But at this point, we thought, okay, well, at least we've got some food in us, which was a smart move. Yeah. And they were all telling us there will be meals later, and it was very... I'm still unsure. I think you found it later, but it was still very unsure in my mind where all of this food was located. Is it going to be free? Is it cash only because your ATMs are out of money? <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, then we found out that there's also people wearing green sashes and right. they do different things yeah. than the people in the red. I don't and know. And then Th- you start to think this isn't at all like Target. Yeah, they're layering on extra information. Uh, but finally, we make our way up to the fifth floor by the uh, Ray Dolby Ballroom. I guess that's what it's called. And there they had kind of a group of people to greet us and warn us, hey, there's going to be no photography at this thing, okay? All right. One guy said, just so you know, you know, we don't want you to lifting up your phone and then you getting tackled by a bunch of people. Wow. I'm thinking, well, we went from hugging to tackling real quick here. <laughs> That's uh, the most aggressive form of hugging there is. And they checked your bag. Yep. My Bambi backpack. It's kind of like going to Disneyland where, you know, all of a sudden my wife is the suspect one because she's got a purse and they're digging through. Yes, sir. Go through with your bulky jacket. You're fine. But you can hide your vape in your bra, everyone. Just hide your vape in your bra. It's fine. (laughs) Now they're going to tackle you at Disneyland. (laughs) We know you. We've seen your feet on the internet and we're taking your vape. Just watching all the feet as they come in, not even looking at the faces. (laughs) She's coming one day. Oh, that's Carrie. I recognize those feet. (laughs) No, those anywhere. Then right beyond that sort of security line, there was a tent set up outside of that main ballroom. Mm -hmm. uh, where A tentative tent. You could get into a line or two or three. I liked the line on the left. It was called retreatants. Yes, that's a pretty good word. So if you're a part of the retreat, you get to go stand in that line. And then there was a line that said, first time meeting Amma. Right. That's us. And then first time this tour. So you've been hugged by Amma before, but not on this particular tour. That's for them. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. there's yet another line for general public. So I was thinking, oh, we're probably going to get top billing. Yeah. It's our first time. We're going to be like... She wants to prioritize us. The first 40 people. I hope so. Yeah. So there's also people coming by wearing these scarves, and they're explaining to us how this whole system works. And they're saying, okay, so 
oh man, there's all these rules and I don't know, contingencies and things to be aware of. So you're being fed a ton of information by a couple people who stop by. They have an interesting little system. They, I mean, got to say these people are up on it. They are organized. Mm -hmm. And so someone comes up and gathers you and maybe two people in front of you, two people behind you, and using just barely a little more than their inside voice, says, I'm going to talk to you five people specifically. Mm-hmm. Now, here are the rules. And then when two more people come, they kind of turn and form a new cluster of five. Hi. Now we're <laughs> going to go over the thing again. Yeah, everyone's got a job. Everyone gets it done quickly. And we were only maybe a dozen or dozen and a half people back in that line. So I thought, oh. We've got this down. We're, yeah. we're going to get so hugged. We are going to get hugged and we're going to get out of here and we're going to go have dinner. So first a guy comes and talks to us and tells us all the rules. And then a woman comes by. Both of them, white folks in their 60s. I don't know. I'd I'm say. bad at that. Uh, but it was always, there's so many people talking around that you can just kind of barely hear them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're using a soft voice. Yeah. And so I think I was closer to the guy when he was telling our little group. Uh-huh. Yeah, we start learning. Again, don't take photos right. uh, or recordings of any kind. They didn't mention audio recordings, but it said it on the- In the program. On the program. If I had the slide whistle, I'd use it. But guys, I don't know where the slide whistle is right now. Oh, shucks. Uh, (laughs) Carrie lost her slide whistle. I know. It's a big disappointment. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people would love for that to come back. I know, right? Carrie's like looking looking back behind her. Yeah, okay. Is that slide whistle? (laughs) It's the most important item in my life. Haven't seen it since your move. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Anyways, then we also learn about this token system. Yes. Okay. So the token. Yeah. They're going to pass out tokens and in a token gesture. And, and the token is going to have a combination of letters and or numbers. Mhm. And then they told us a few times when you go in you're going to see there, letters and numbers changing and you're waiting for your letter yeah, slash there, number. There will be multiple signs where you can see your number as it arrives. Right. So I'm thinking like, okay, it's going to be like A, 1 through 10, mm-hmm. B, 1, or maybe it's all the way up to 100. I mean, it's B sounding like the DMV at this point. <laughs> right. Totally. Uh, Which I think the DMV is very well run. And the Glendale DMV, I think it's just a joy to go. <laughs> you hear that DMV, Glendale? Good well job. done. You do have to have an appointment though. Otherwise you're fucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm thinking this will be like a simple intuitive system would you say it is either simple or intuitive because <laughs> it could be a person could make it simple and intuitive but it's not but should we it's not and i think by design mm-hmm. now first of all when you hear token you when, think, you when you picture your token token right i don't know in my mind i have like a poker chip yeah 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 this should yeah. be like hard plastic hard plastic bad for the environment <laughs> Maybe wood, maybe metal, but something hard and thick and probably circular. That is starting to sound sexual there. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I had in mind. But no, it's just a printed and laminated sheet of paper. Yeah, that's uh, what? Rectangular? Get the fuck out of here. That's not a token. Yeah, right. And uh, it looks creased like this has been used before. It's laminated. Yeah, so they're reusing these, but one of Ama's... Big, big thrust is care for the environment. So, hey, hey. I'm glad we're not I'm using glad for the extra plastic. Yeah. But what did our token say? FZ. FZ. Yeah. FZ. So the people in front of us get easy. And Fun-Z. I'm thinking, oh, easy access. Cool. We'll get that to. 
FZ? Yeah. What the fuck's happening? Shouldn't we be FA if we come after EZ? Oh, right. Yeah, maybe. I just think EZ should be for easy access. Oh, yeah, gotcha. And we should also get it. And FZ should be Fuzzy, Fonzie, Fozzie Bear. Fareed Zakaria. Felonious. Freud. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. I like that. Fellows. Fiddle Faddle. Feebop. Fernassen. Fetchel. I don't know what we're doing. I'm just First trying to play Zealand. along with a game that I don't know the rules to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we Fistula? get we get <laughs> we get FZ. So we make sure to stick it where we'll find it later. So I put it in my wallet. <laughs> okay, that sounds actually. Look, this is not hard and circular. <laughs> this uh, is just a paper token. Hard and thick. So I put it in my wallet. I put it in the your pocket. Bra. No, should have. <laughs> Next to your vape. I put, <laughs> I put it in the pocket of my big old coat. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. End of story. Oh, yeah. What are we wearing for this? Was there any kind of dress code? There was. The only dress code that I saw was women, like, you don't want to slutty it up. It was like, mm. you, you gotta, you want to be modest or moderate or some So some, good thing you didn't show up in one bullshit. of your, your short skirts right. or something. Also, it's winter. Yeah, actually, this is very unusual, carrying pants. Oh, you're wearing pants right now. Yeah, it's true. Okay. I wear a lot of yoga pants. Uh, this was, I think we've discussed this on the show, but it took a long time before. Oh, I didn't even realize you just mentioned something about wearing skirts all the time, and then I realized, oh, that's right. <laughs> I pretty much always wear skirts. Yeah, I like Just a skirt. Somehow hadn't noticed that. I um, can't even remember what I was wearing. Wait. You were wearing a taffeta gown. Nope. With gold sequins. No, I have a picture oh, of us wait, here. No, this is Belle. I'm thinking of Belle. <laughs> I'm wearing a, a black shirt and I think jeans. There were so many little rules about, okay, well, you're going to go stand in a particular section. We're going to guide you there. And Ama likes to have people organized in a certain way. So you'll probably be pretty close because you're the first timer. So that's yeah. good. And she wants to know like, that okay, okay. when she looks out to this area, she can see her devotees. And over on this side, she'll see her new people. Okay, okay. Then I can't remember. There were so many other instructions. I don't know. At a certain point, you tell me too many things and it just kind of blurs together in my head. Right. And this is definitely a situation where they're telling you all this stuff up front and it's all going to be repeated a lot, which is fine. But. Yeah. Also, it reminded me of training videos for summer camp mm -hmm. because we learn how to deal with kids and different issues and especially for kids who are not neurotypical mm -hmm. shouting or even telling a bunch of directions to them in order oh, yeah, will yeah, just yeah. totally confuse them so you need to give them like you know one two maybe three concrete things this this then this oh, uh -huh. and not give them like a list of seven because then they'll be just forgetting override over stimulated oh, yes overtaxed overrun over anyway you get it for anybody like seven things are about the most you can hold in your head at any one oh, for sure time. so there were more than that but uh yeah we waited in line there was a woman in front of us who kind of befriended us i don't know why i had not gotten a lot of sleep the last few nights before this oh particular yeah. Day. yeah so i was like i was really tired and I just wasn't down for talking to a stranger. And so a couple of times I just like turned my back to oh, you guys. Really? I like did, I, I reject this. Situation. I didn't notice at least. Oh, that's good. So that, okay, good. That didn't come across. But oh, what a terrible day for you to have been sleep deprived. Kinda. Yes, I know where you're going with that. On the other hand, I tried to make the most of it. I was like, okay, cool. You know what? In cults, 
this is I'm not suggesting Amma runs a cult, but in cults, people often deprive the members of sleep so that they'll oh. have more pronounced religious experiences. Oh. So I was like, okay, no, maybe this will this will make it more intense. That's seeing the silver aura. Yeah. yeah, knowing that maybe I'll be more predisposed to see something exactly. if there's something. To be, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very friendly woman. I would have guessed, and I did, that she was from Brazil. She was not. Right. She was from, from Mexico. Mexico. But, yeah, we chatted for a while, and I can't remember how it came up. But at some point, you know, as, as you learn more about us, we mentioned that we're kind of science-minded. You oh, were reading a science book on your phone. Oh, that's right. She wanted to know what I was reading, and I was reading The Glass Cage by uh, Nicholas Carr. And yeah, it's about automation and how it's changing and has already changed the world. And so she's like, oh, I'm really into science too. Especially like, you know, I love all these discoveries about the quantum world. I think this is about when I turn my back to you guys. <laughs> I was oh. like, I can't do this right now. I'm so tired. I'm just thinking, oh, we're, we're going there with science. Okay. And she said, That's yeah, nice. you know, those experiments. And then you're, but you hold out like a 2% hope that she's going to be like, Richard Feynman was really interesting the way he talked about these, con- but no. He's yes. a really gifted explainer. Right. And in fact, yeah. But <laughs> no. Carl Sagan. Usually when someone who loves science and leads with the word quantum. You're like, uh-oh. You know you're going off the deep end. Quantum is such a weird thing, too, because I hear it and I'm like, well, this puts me in a sticky pickle because I know that I know nothing about quantum theory. You seem overconfident that you do know something about quantum theory. Where does that leave us? Yeah, the maxim is if uh, you think you understand quantum theory, you, you don't. don't understand quantum theory. So, I think that is a Feynmanism. Please send us a lot of email. Tell us if that's right. We don't know how to Google. We need your help. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is Richard Feynman. Okay, Very cool, good. cool, cool. A brilliant man. Probably one of the most brilliant people who ever lived. Yeah. No, she didn't mention him. Instead, she was talking about, oh, I love those experiments where, you know, they find that people know they're being looked at, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. they can't see, you know, they're sensing extra things. And I'm struggling to remember the name. And <laughs> I think uh, you come up with Rupert and I come up with Sheldrake. I, I had my back to you guys and I was like, Rupert Sheldrake. You had your back to us, but you could see we were looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it. I'm one of those dogs you can feel when their owner's coming home. So we were just kind of benignly, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of interesting things there. And so for the s- listeners, Rupert Sheldrake is the is this the scientist who's maybe so open-minded to the concept of mm. paranormal activity that he mm-hmm. maybe isn't looking as skeptically as he could at his own results. Right. And uh, finding ways to take random results and really amplify the significance in any one of his studies. He also looks into like the dogs who know when their owners are coming home. Which I got to say, Ella always knows when you're on your way here. Oh, okay. I think it's because you, I buzz have in, called. you buzz in through the gate. I go, hey, yep. And then I go, and she's like, those are the sounds for Ross is coming. That's enough material there for a Pavlovian response. Yep. That's what it is. Anyway, so at least I think we implanted just the slightest grain of like, oh, you might want to look into that. There's uh, maybe other explanations for it. Mm-hmm. But by that point, they were finally going to let us in. Yay! Okay, this is going to be easy peasy, quickie quickie. Nope. Uh, she's starting her sot song at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. satsang is when a person gives a, a sermon, if you will. And a sharing of information from someone who yeah, has a lot of it. A teaching. Sometimes satsangs take the form of question and answer. Sometimes it's just answer. This was more of a just answer. Yeah, I think at least the first time we encountered a satsang at the Self-Realization Fellowship, it was kind of introduced as a dialogue, and then mm-hmm. it was very much not a dialogue. It was an address. Ah, uh, right. So, uh, oh, yeah, we also didn't mention we had to fill out forms. They gave us iPads or some sort of tablet mm-hmm. uh, that we'd fill in our information. I haven't gotten a ton of emails yet. I don't think I've gotten any emails from them. Well, it's only a matter of time. Been there, So we'd been waiting in line for a little over an hour I think, before mm-hmm. they finally brought us inside this gigantic ballroom. And then we zipped right through and got our hugs. So, yeah, it's that same cavernous room where I had been for the L. Ron Hubbard Life Celebration. And got kicked out. That I got kicked out of because I posted to our Facebook page pictures <laughs> while I was there. I think I was kind of egging them on a little oh. bit just to see, are they paying attention? Are yeah. they going to come find me? They did. They're paying attention. I could see Lon walking through the aisles, kind of <laughs> looking at his phone and then looking up to like triangulate, where oh, was yeah. this photo taken? Who, yeah, where was a person sitting when they got this point of view? <laughs> and so it's interesting in that the room was reversed. So before the main stage had been over where Ama oh, had her shops. Okay. And so this was in hmm. reverse. So as you walk in, uh, again, gigantic high up ceiling. The ceiling's probably, I don't know, 30 feet high. And to your right, there's all of these kind of walls made of curtains. Like they've strung up these metal scaffolds on upon which are hanging these curtains to create a wall where they can do all their preparation. Like a, like a stage. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a big cube that's covered in like thicker curtains. Mm-hmm. Clearly it's like this is the special area. Right. And it's on a raised dais. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, oh, Amma must be in there. That, this yeah. is where the action's going to happen. So that was the centerpiece. But then you have a sea of chairs. And I estimated somewhere between 1,000 and 1,200 chairs. Okay, that sounds right. I'm glad to hear that you were somewhere near my estimate because usually I'm wildly off. Ah. But when Drew asked me how, people, how many people were there, I said, I'm going to say 800 to 1,000. And I feel like that's close enough. There you go. Yeah. There's a name for this effect. And again, we're going to get a bunch of emails about it. But like if you have people guess the number of beans in a jar or the, oh, uh-huh. the weight of this cow, yeah. you get all these uh, widely varying predictions. But if you plot them out, you'll usually get a distribution curve that kind of centers right over the correct answer. Oh, sure. That makes so, sense. And it's an odd example of the wisdom of crowds right, yeah. actually panning out. So there we go. Sample size of two. We're, we're already S- narrowing in. That's a good argument for pulling the audience on who wants to be a millionaire. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you have all your seats. Uh, they're white chairs in rows and grids. And to get to them, you walk over this design that seems to have been intentionally lain throughout the room. Oh, right, yeah, so of masking tape. Yeah, or... Um, Foot placement tape. Exactly. I think it's that stuff because it reflects light in the dark as well. And it was in... Like crosses or X's that are within a rectangle. And then within those X's, there was another cross. It, it seemed it very seemed like a purposeful distinct. pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional. Like as an alien way. landing strip or yeah. something. Because it would have been very easy to lay them out to say, here's where the chairs go. Right. And they did align with that. 
But then there was additional crossings of this hot pink and yellow tape. And you said you saw people kind of purposefully stand in certain parts of it? Well, when we walked in, I turned around and I saw someone else walk in. And as she hit that mark, that part marked with the tape, she kind of like leaned down and put her hand in one of them or something and made like a motion with her hand. It felt very much like someone who enters a Catholic chapel and sees the cross and like does immediately just oh. reflexively touches their chest and the mark okay. of the cross. It felt like that. So either there was some significance to the layout of this tape or we're just or making shit that up. That lady was very weird. <laughs> she just does that in every room. So, uh, so Carrie. Yes, Ross Spe- is it? Speaking of bras, mm-hmm. um, if you had to hide your vape somewhere, what kind of, <laughs> tell me about the type of bra that you'd want to hide it in. I mean, listen, is anybody still using a vape after all these vape deaths? I don't know. Maybe you should reconsider it. But if you are using a vape, you should hide it in a third love bra. Hey, they're designed with tagless labels. They have straps that won't slip. Yes, my favorite thing about them. And they have thin memory foam cups. They come in over 80 sizes including their signature half cup sizes. I mean, what more could you want? Well, you could want a Fit Finder quiz. That's right, a Fit Finder quiz on their website that helps you identify your breast size and shape in about 60 seconds. But let's say for whatever reason doesn't fit perfectly and you want to return it, guess what? Returns and exchanges are free and Third Love donates all of their gently used and returned bras to women in need supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. Sweet. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So to do that, go to thirdlove.com slash oh no right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash oh no for 15% off today. But there was another company that wasn't represented at the AMA event that I wish had been there. Do you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking of another shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, uh, mm-hmm. We've talked mm-hmm. about rectangles. Mm-hmm. We've talked about crisscross lines. We've talked about tokens. But I'm thinking of a very specific type of rectangle. Okay. One with equal sides and equal angles. Okay. Called a square. That's right. Square space. That's my kind of space. And all sorts of people use square space. So if you're a guru, if you're a person who sells the merchandise of a guru, if you are an astrologist, a palmistry reader, a Ayurvedic doctor... You got to have a website. A fan of women's feet. (laughs) You should have a website. And uh, you can create a beautiful site using Squarespace to create a blog or publish content, promote your physical or online business, to announce an upcoming event or a special project. There's so much you can do with a website. It's true. And you know what? I must say, I recently made a website with Squarespace. Yeah. It looks freaking good. Oh, awesome. And you know what? I used promo code. Oh, no. Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. Fantastic. So go to drewcarryshow.com and see my wedding website. But also Squarespace gives you access to beautiful templates created by world-class designers. World-class, you say? Yes, yes. Powerful e-commerce functionality if you want to sell... If you want to sell seashells by the seashore? (laughs) Yes, exactly. 
and a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. Not that you'll freaking need it because it's so intuitive. I slapped that mofo right up on the internet and went to bed. I volunteer at Camp Quest West and I'm also on the board. And we were talking on a meeting recently about redesigning our website. So one guy said, oh, I'm going to build it on Squarespace. And I said, promo code Odo. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and they all laughed. Save them some money. I hope they did. And they'll build it beautiful. You know what I mean? So check out squarespace.com slash oh no for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, do what Ross's friend did and use the offer code oh no to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You'll be a daisy if you do. You'll still be a daisy if you don't, I guess. Well, speaking of buying things, we wanted to go check out the wares, what's available. Oh, yeah. You know I wanted to go back there. We kind of took turns because you want to guard your seats. They did usher us in and there was sort of a front section very narrow with just like four seats wide Mm -hmm. and they were very careful about okay you can sit here you can sit here you know what okay you two you come with me we're going back over here instead it reminded me a lot of being in a line for a ride at a theme park and it's Mm. like you have two okay no i need someone with one i need someone with three right two over here you're going over here follow her follow her and our friendly not brazilian woman in front of us like eagerly ran ahead of us to go grab one (laughs) of the available spots and so after that they said okay well you two come back here with us so we got moved back quite a ways at least behind the big divide between the rows so yeah uh, probably cost us you know 30 feet of closeness to ama but i'm not better. but we're still so close to the front in the section for people who have never hugged ama surely surely <laughs> we will get to hug her soon yeah we're, we're about halfway through the audience and we're on the far left Now I've rotated our orientation here. I was talking as you walked into the room about the right being the the front and the left being the shopping area. Now I have us sitting in our seats facing the big stage-ish. Yeah, the big curtained square (laughs) on the dais. That's as descriptive as I can get for the moment. So you go off wondering first and I kind of hold our seats. So at this point, what time do you reckon it is? Seven-ish? I would say like 6.30. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds right. Well, first I went to pee, lovely bathroom, no complaints. Then. Oh, where was the bathroom? You used it at one point. Oh, outside. Oh, that's right. And they let you, they let you leave and come back because once you've got your token and you've saved a spot, you're free to move about the cabin. Mostly. (laughs) Later, something will happen. Yes. No, I mean, even though I, at a point when I had my token, I almost didn't get let back in anyway. Really? I'll tell you. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) I know. I know. What a night. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I went to the back and you were holding down the fort for us. I go back there and <laughs> I'm traveling there in my mind and I'm seeing little Carrie who doesn't know yet what she's about to discover. <laughs> so I walk up to this table and there's a bunch of stuff that has been near Ama. So here is a little statuette that was in her bedroom for a while. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like Ama. It's not even particularly Indian or particularly Vedantist. It is just... Two children standing under an umbrella or a kitten kicking over a glass of milk. 
And then there are things like Amma's hair bands, Mm -hmm. Amma's discarded shoes, Amma's socks. Often with labels that say, this was worn once by Amma. (laughs) Right. Which makes you realize that clearly there's a system here where someone says, okay, Amma, tonight you're going to wear this hair barrette (laughs) and we're going to have you wear this uh, wrist bracelet. You know what? Here, wear these 20 wrist bracelets. And we're going to go ahead and give them... The benefit of the doubt and assume they at least do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good point. Kind of like we were talking about with our blessed tuning forks from Soul Malas. Uh, someone pointed out very intelligently later mm-hmm. that we were dealing with a dropship company. For sure. You know, they found something they could buy online for $4 and they had a markup to make it, you know, yeah. 20 or whatever, make it 40 And then they're adding this extra blessing on top of it, and they never even see the object. Right. So you're saying, you know, it's gracious even assuming that it's actually been in Amma's presence. Yes, though I think it probably has. I Mm -hmm. think probably they move it, like you're saying. But no proof thereof, no certificate of authenticity with these items. Yeah. And how much do you think, listener, please, think to yourself, how much do you think they are selling for a tiny hair Amma's comb? Hair bands, a scrunchy, yeah. Oh, not even like it's I'm talking like about the, the actual hair tie, like the elastic. Thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They, uh, I get a pack of thirty of these for like two, three bucks at the Rite Aid. Okay. Listener, pause and ask yourself how, how much, much are they is selling this worth to you? Yeah. For? Okay. Did you do it? It's a hundred eight dollars. What? 108. Highly specific number. So specific. And we would see that number over and over. So many things were exactly $108. And I was like, okay, there's some kind of holy number or something. And that is the case. Yeah. What did you find out? Just saw that 108 is considered a sacred number within the Hindu tradition and for many Buddhists. Oh, okay. And I found a site that was also finding kind of esoteric uses of 108 in other texts and really trying to oversell 108. So what did you get? Well, in Days with the Universal Mother by Swamimi Atmaprana, she said that there are 108 mantras that describe Amma that her followers chant. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, my guess is then that was kind of a back formation of like, how do we make this sure. uh, number significant to us? But I had a little glimmer in my mind of fifth grade Ross saying, hey, that's also the number of stitches in a baseball. Oh, is that true? And I was like, that can't be right. And I looked it up. It's right. Oh. For whatever reason, I was trying to find somewhere. Oh, please tell me that there's this fun tradition of like 108 stitches in a baseball being related to the holy number. No, I, I, well, at least not that I could find. So if anybody knows that, that would be interesting. I was also wondering, wait a second, then is it red for a reason? Like, is it red stitching? Because right. it's like to keep away the evil eye. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it was just that it used to be like blue and red, but I guess red was like more visible. On the balls, yeah. it was just a way to make it easier for the batter. Anyways, that's that's <laughs> a, a whole aside. So yeah, $108 for tiny little knickknacks that had been touched by her. Yeah, touched by an ama. And there were also, this was my favorite thing for sale there. It was so funny that I pulled out my phone and snapped a picture surreptitiously against the rules. I and, won't tell. Oh my God. They were these little cloth like i guess maybe placemats might have been their original function okay so it was this pretty satin framing and then dead center there was just a white piece of cloth 
And a tag coming off it said, drawn by Ama. Like, this is her art. <laughs> and what? I, I didn't see that, actually. I'm glad oh you God. saw it and oh, took wow. a picture. Her art. <laughs> she does not give two shits now, <laughs> about this operation. If you remember our Teal Swan investigation, you could buy original Teal Swan calligraphy and artwork. The artwork was pretty cool. Calligraphy, bad. But yeah. they were pretty expensive. And at least you were like, someone spent 10 minutes on this. You're right. Some shits were given. Yes. Some shits. <laughs> Alma gives no shits. It is like a, I, I'm not, you're going to think this sounds mean, but it is clearly just someone who doesn't care. It's like a two-year-old yeah. took some crayons yeah. and went like, scribble, scribble, scribble. Mom, I drew you this because dad said I have to draw something on Mother's Day. This is a picture of our house. Are you going to put it on the fridge now? Are you going to put it on the fridge? No, oh, honey. This is so good. I don't know if it's ready for the fridge, but it's so good. That's what you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you showed me that picture and it was bad. It's ridiculous. It's just uh, like, here's some very lightly drawn red lines. Okay, here's slightly perpendicular blue lines and here's some yellow lines. Okay, done. Yeah. I don't want to touch this anymore. It is crazy. And how much is that selling for? $108. $360. (laughs) Yes. 360? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Also uh, highly specific. That's too much money. Okay. Corresponds to like a complete rotation. Yeah. 360 I feel like degrees. It must have something to do with a circle. Almost a full year. And there were also sleeping gowns she had worn. Those oh. were going for several hundred dollars. Yeah. And then they had these beautiful uh, like embroidered saris outfits that she'd worn and for that they did have evidence they'd have photos of her look she wore it on this day and it would be this beautiful ornately designed kind of stole that went over this not dress but some something kind of of that form so i asked the woman because those didn't have prices on them i said oh i thought i saw one and it was like 600 bucks oh okay no at least the table i was looking at didn't have any listed price and i said oh how much do these sell for because i'm looking at a little hair band that's 108 dollars And the woman said, oh, uh, that is for a very significant donation. Okay. (laughs) Meaning, I don't think you can afford it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It it was just, yeah, it was not worth mentioning to someone like me. Wow. You are the riffraff. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Okay. She was like, "Um, let me see your token, FZ. (laughs) This is him for you. Be gone. Hoi polloi. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so much for that. They also had some books out. And I thought, okay, cool. I'll go get a book by Ama. She's your spiritual leader. She's going to have a lot to say. But most of the books were by people who are followers of Ama, often followers of many years. So they are solely about Ama. But I was surprised that there weren't more just things by her. Yeah, that seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I I went to the book sellers and said, oh, I want this uh, Sri Mata Amritananda Mai, a biography. So that is kind of her long form title. Right. We'll talk about this in a bit. She goes by many names. Yeah. She has a longer formal guru name, which is almost all on that title. Oh, yeah, Devi is yeah. added to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the personification of the the mother. Ah, uh, okay. The divine mother. And her birth name is Sudamani Idamanel. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Please forgive our poor pronunciation. Right. Yes. Uh, we're going kind of phonetically here. But yeah, this was written by 
Here we go again. Swami Aritas Varupananda Puri. Looking online, we realize that he is one of her chief followers or mm. kind of uh, chief lieutenants, if you will. So I thought, okay, well, I can learn a bit about her biography. But yeah. can you just buy it there? No, sir. No. Why don't we use a very old system where you tell us what you want. We write down what you want on a piece of paper. We hand the piece of paper to you. you Maybe collect. we set it aside for you. Maybe we don't. <laughs> we, You collect a bunch of these sheets of paper. You go to a cashier. You hand them all the sheets of paper. You say, I want to buy all these things that my mom said I could. They say, okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Then they add them up. Then they give you a receipt. Then you walk back to each table individually and you say, I gave them my money. And they say, okay. And then they give you your stuff. That's how it works. What is this, 1999? So I got uh, one of those little slips of paper. I think it was $13 for the biography. Yeah, that's, you know what? I would have expected it to be a little more. Yeah, not I'm bad. looking at it. It wasn't $108. <laughs> True. I would have thought you could sell this for 25 at an event that mm. is, you know, centering on this person. I would assume for these really expensive items that there's probably some sort of idea that, oh, this is going towards a good cause. You're also helping right. our ministry. I didn't see anything or hear anything explicitly to that effect. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. There was one table that did have that. It's off to the left in the back corner. They explicitly on their little tags said like, this goes to the Amrit. Um, a foundation mm. to like support ah, those in need. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Also organized around the left side of the room. There's also various organizations that are represented like you would see at any, I don't know, career fair or mm. other kind of fair. It seems like all of these are associated organizations and people, I guess, who decided to act as vendors like there was i noticed one guy performed horoscopes related to your like precise birth moment oh phew finally yeah there was i read this long description of how we need to arrive within minutes of your actual birth and it's going to be a lot of extra work if you don't know the exact minute you were born oh, wow yeah you it, know my best friend claire her birth certificate is 20 days off what yeah how? Why? <laughs> Wait, actually, 22, 22 days off because she was delivered by a midwife and it was a particularly long labor. Okay. And it sounds like the doctor also was not so good. And so when she was finally born, the story is the midwife was so excited. It was February 24th. <laughs> she wrote February 2 and she just didn't put the four down. And oh. Claire's legal birthday is February 2nd, but she was born February 24th. Oh, that's wild. She's yeah. like a regular Paul Twitchell. Oh, right. <laughs> Who yes. knows when she was born. Claire, start a religion. It's time. You know, actually, there's going to be another Claire reference later because oh, okay. I was reminded of her as I was reading the biography. Oh, okay. Well, she also grew up Vedantist, which is the um, philosophy that Amma is a part of. What? Whoa. Anyways, uh, yeah, there were all these little organizations. We both picked up a flyer from Amrita, which is the university that Amma founded. Yes, it's also the name of her nonprofit and her hospital. Okay. So Amrita is kind of like the umbrella. umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, she's quite the entrepreneur. She's founded a lot of things. And yeah, the pretty legit organization, it, it looks like. Yeah, I admit, I thought, uh oh, this isn't going to be good. When I saw hospitals, I thought, I'm going to open this up and they're going to be like, we do applied kinesiology. Right. And we put stones on your feet. But not so much. Better. 
No, this place is legitimate. They did the first double arm transplant in India. Yeah, and they've got all these like research organizations into nanotechnology and biotechnology, cybersecurity, engineering. I'm looking at their website, green technologies. They care about the environment, medical sciences, learning technologies, management. Like, yeah, there's a lot of important things going on here. We're not just getting this all from their marketing materials. Not that we spent a long time looking into this, but... They, uh, they but are like, accredited yeah, in uh, India. Outside arms are saying, good job. Anyways, uh, there's far more we could look into that. But at least on the surface, it looks like a lot of cool stuff Pretty going good. on. And I, and I got to say, like, hey, way to use your weird thing, Ama, for something good. This is what I want gurus to be doing. Yeah, and... <laughs> We haven't even described her yet, but uh, there's. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a woman. Yeah, there's pictures of her everywhere. Yeah, a, a beautiful. Uh, she looks to be short Indian woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, full figured. Yeah, full figured, very huggable. And yeah, uh, she... really cute face. Like, oh man. Like, uh, you know what? She has Drew cheeks now that I look. She has like very cherubic and cheeks. She's usually got her hair split down the middle and kind of tied back in a bun. And kind of a cute little smile that's like, I know what you're doing, yeah. you silly Billy. Yeah, and like, you know, the teeth aren't all perfectly aligned. You know, she's mm-hmm. just got this kind of uh, very relatable, like, you know, you're just a real human. And she's almost always got the Hindu bindi mm-hmm. on her forehead, the red dot, but typically surrounded by a, like a very light gold, like almost gold. a silver yeah. gold paint. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what's going on here. I wasn't able to find anything about this. So if anybody knows, let, let me know. But sometimes the red dot would be centered perfectly inside the larger white gold dot. Sometimes it would be at a tangent at the bottom of that larger circle. Like the red would be like not centered, be at the bottom. As and if it had slipped. Yeah, and it looked very intentional. So I'm just curious, why is it sometimes one and sometimes the other? It seemed almost 50-50. Hmm. But, you know, traditionally that signifies the location of the third eye. And we found out that red... Usually denotes a married woman, but it has uh, other meanings. Yeah, also is... um Blood... Blood and like a strong search for it was like a strength kind of thing. The, the different colors have different meanings, but yeah, pictures of her everywhere. She's usually wearing a loose fitting dress with sleeves, mm-hmm. earrings. Mm-hmm. I had noticed her nose ring. Yes, and a nose ring, a very pretty one. Yeah, so there's there's definitely some jewelry going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might be wondering, what does Ama mean? Ama means mother. Yeah. And particularly the Divine Mother. Mm-hmm. And no noticeable makeup, really, besides... The Mindy. Yeah, she just looks very pleasant. And my first thought is, oh, this is just really cool that all these people really care about and follow and listen to attentively yeah. this very normal-looking Indian woman. Yeah. I can't wait to hear her speak. Uh, then this bomb gets dropped on you. Yes. She doesn't speak English. Right. Which obviously, fine. But I feel like this is something to tell people up front. Yep, indeed. But what she does speak, apparently just one language, they don't mention multiple languages, is pretty much the coolest name for a language, Malayalam. Oh, nice. Which is a palindrome. Whoa! Right? Okay, okay. That's pretty cool. A-L-A-Y-A-M? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And apparently, uh, like, 38 million people speak it. Okay. It's wow. it's mostly just restricted to that kind of district of India sort of towards the as as you picture India 
uh, tapering down to a point, uh, you know, where Sri Lanka is right off the coast, sort of toward the bottom of that point on the left side. That's the Kerala, K-E-R-A-L-A district. And she's from that region. They speak Malayalam, <laughs> but India's got over a billion people. And so there's yeah. like, I guess, 38 million just in that side of that small, heavily populated area. That's funny because I listened to an interview today with one of her disciples, and she said that Ama had hugged exactly 38 million people. I wonder if it was just her town. <laughs> every, <laughs> every single paisano who speaks my language um, gets hugged. Probably not, though. But yeah, she's a Libra. You were all wondering what's her sign. She's a Libra, though she would be following a different horoscope. But she was born September 27th, 1953, with the birth name Sudamani from reading her biography, which I've got to say, as I was reading it, I was thinking, how much of this could be truthful? Oh, right. It is very much a hagiography. Uh-huh. You know, clearly this is, you know, written about a saintly person. And there's these stories about her childhood that make you think, hmm, I feel like there's more to that story. Right. And were you there, dear author? <laughs> right. Yeah. How were these stories conveyed and by whom? Of, of course, I'm sure Alma was telling him a lot of these things directly. But mm-hmm. yes, uh, she was born in a fishing family and her parents gave birth to 13 children. Oh, I read that she was one of six children. So four died at birth. Oh, gosh. One died very young, like maybe two months old. Oh, man. And then I think there were four sisters and four brothers. She's one of the sisters. I think she was mm-hmm. the like second oldest child, one of the older children. And I guess at some point, one of the other siblings must have been lost because I've read since then she has six siblings. Yeah. Okay. My goodness. Difficulties to befall one family. And yeah, they are the Idamanel family. I-D-A-M-A-N-N-E-L. She was originally born as... Sudamani. Sudamani. And then she had a nickname. So here, here's the Claire connection. Sudamani apparently means ambrosial jewel. Oh, okay. Pretty. And then she got the nickname Kunju. Which, Which means, means small girl? The little one. Ah. Yeah. And uh, so I thought of Claire. I call Claire small girl, everybody. Yeah, and that was you that came up with that. And then she called you. Big boy. Big boy. <laughs> and we've been calling each other that since we were 17. Uh, but she was born the color blue. She was like a dark blue. Oh, yeah. And immediately you think of all of the images of Krishna. Yes. And think, okay, well, this is already, you know foretelling that she will be an important personage. Right. You know, Drew was born blue. Oh. Which usually means the baby was deprived of oxygen. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, maybe that was at play, or maybe they just remembered her being kind of bluish. Yeah. Maybe memory has colored her. I I don't know. But they kind of indicate that that followed her, and she stayed blue, and then at certain times her blueness would especially show up. She did not look blue when I saw her. I'm surprised... She doesn't take... A colloidal silver. Yeah, exactly, colloidal (laughs) silver, because that would make her more blue, and then she could be like, see, look. Told you, I'm poisoning myself, but look at me. You have to take quite a bit, but... So that was clearly a reference that, you know, she was like the embodiment of Krishna. And so it it tells the story of her as she's growing up. She's just the most devout child. And with every breath, she will whisper the divine name of God and of Krishna. And or like multiple times they'll describe like, oh, she'll be walking along as she walks from one village to the next. And with every step, she will say the name of Krishna or the the divine mother. And if she misses one, she'll step back and then redo it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, there's so many <laughs> or, things. this isn't true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's so many things that I was thinking, oh, this sounds diagnosable. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Because, for example, she would- um, This doesn't sound how you think it She sounds. would regularly lose focus. You know, she would be doing some task and they would find her uh, sitting somewhere spacing out for two hours because she was contemplating Krishna. Oh, wow. Every drop of rain had Krishna in it. And What a great get out of jail free card. You stop doing your chores. You go and sit staring at the wall and your mom asks you what you're doing. You're like, I was thinking of Krishna. Well, it it didn't help her out because she was beaten regularly by both her mom and her dad. Oh, fuck. And so she talks about that a lot and, you know, how put upon she is and how miserable she is. And then she'll she'll sing these songs to Krishna. Which are very much like, you know, I'm from the Christian tradition, so I think of the Psalms yeah. where David cries out, you know, why have you forsaken me, O Lord? Daily I, I beat my breast with angst and sadness. And she'll say similar things. Like, for example, this comes later to the Divine Mother. Oh, Mother, my heart is being torn by this pain of separation. Why does your heart not melt seeing this endless stream of tears? Oh, Mother, many great souls have adored you and thereby attained your vision and became eternally one with you. Oh, darling mother, please open the doors of your compassionate heart to this humble servant of yours. I am suffocating like one who is drowning. Oh, my goodness. A lot of poems like that. And it's so funny because it would talk about how long-suffering she is and she doesn't complain at all. But then <laughs> then she'll... Now here is a list of her complaints. She'll compose these poems, which are a list of pious complaints. Right. But it seems like, uh, at least in both traditions, uh, you know, you have sort of God choosing the person after his own heart who uh, yeah. is just filled with pain and longing for him or like her. Job. So yeah, just a lot of descriptions of this, but then miracles start coming into this, and eventually she not only identifies with Krishna, but she says that, well, I am Krishna. Right. And so they start having these Krishna bhavas, B-H-A-V-A, where people, worshipers of Krishna, which her father is, can come and visit her and essentially experience the presence of Krishna. Mm. And so that becomes a big thing. And then, it, you know, there's all this controversy. Okay, well, now she's taking over this local landmark. And then the skeptics come out and try to disprove her. Oh, jeez. And that's where a bunch of miracles come up. And of course... There's the typical thing that we see all the time, like we did very much in Paul Twitchell's case, like, oh, you heathens who are trying to see a miracle. Oh, you don't deserve a miracle and I don't need to prove anything. But here, I'll do this this once. And so then at one point she turns water into milk, which you can do if you have enough calcium chloride and ammonium oxalate. Ah, you won't make actual milk, but you'll make something that looks like <laughs> looks milk. Looks like milk, looks okay. cloudy. But huh. then she talks about how, well, then that milk is drunk by everybody. So, okay, well, clearly we're not talking about that. Hmm. Uh, and then it turns into the sweet pudding and that gets shared and it doesn't mm. run out everybody eats and it oh, it never empties thing. out and the skeptics are just so upset by this <laughs> yeah it is yeah definitely a mana thing or the um hanukkah oil kind of uh-huh. story and then they send it off to other people and they eat their fill and it never is depleted mm. uh so there's Mm. Lots of miracles. Can you name me one of those people? I'd like to chat with them. Exactly. Because you're still alive, so someone there was still alive. I'm always thinking, okay, I hate being dismissive of this story, Mm -hmm. but if you take that seriously, then you have to take competing miracles seriously from other traditions, and then you need either a very inclusive religious belief that makes room for all of these, or only one of these, or maybe none of these. 
And what do you do then when they outrightly say, every other religion but mine is false? Right. How do you make that true and the others true? You can't. So for us consistency seekers, mm -hmm. that, that becomes an issue. But yeah, there were all these stories of miraculous things happening, like rain clouds coming and rain falling on everybody except for her followers. Mm. Or, you know, someone making fun of her. They go off and they lose all of their fish that day and their boat is wrecked or something oh, that I'm sure never happened in this fishing village. <laughs> right. Or these skeptics who try to test her, their efforts get frustrated and they wander away forgetting what they were supposed to do. Or this was terrible. She said that they brought her poisoned milk. Oh. And that like she drank it and I, I was not expecting the story to end this way. I thought she was going to, like, drink the poison and be okay. Oh, right. But instead it says she turned towards them and she vomited up the milk. Oh. And then she kept blessing people. Okay. All right. Well, They should right. be in jail for trying to kill her. <laughs> yeah. With lethal milk. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if it was the crappy milk from the magic trick you alluded to earlier. They're like, okay, go ahead and drink it. Drink your own. Okay, prove that that's milk. Drink it. She's <laughs> like, you tried to poison me. Oh, that would be funny. That's yeah. not how it was presented, but sure. I could see that being an alternate narrative that got turned into what I read. Yeah. So anyways, tons of miracle stories. I have miracles to tell you too. So I've been reading Days with the Universal Mother, Volumes 1 and 2, and the woman who wrote them is a longtime devotee of Ama. She has written down a bunch of her miracles. Oh. And, oh, are they impressive, Ross. Okay. Okay, so it's important you know that the writer, uh, I'll call her Leela because that was her nickname, she was the keeper of the first aid kit at the ashram. So she kind of slowly became sort of the medical authority at the ashram. Hmm. Okay, miracle one. Amma's mother, who you were saying was pretty abusive, but in this story, apparently was still like around. And uh, so Amma's mother gets paralysis of the intestines. Hmm. They take her into the hospital. She gets two surgeries and a bunch of IV drips and her intestines are still not working. And finally, they run out of healthy veins for the IVs, which I didn't know was a thing that could happen, but maybe it is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... The author, Leela, was like, oh, and Amma's out of town, and so she doesn't even know this is happening with her mom. I know. I'll pray to Amma. So she prays to Amma for help, and Amma heard the prayer and restored function to her mom's intestines. Now, doctors were overseeing this the whole time, no. but okay. <laughs> Amma heard the prayer. So that's miracle one. Yeah, okay. Miracle two... Amma approaches Leela and says she's been cut by an iron wire that was floating in water. And Leela's like, okay, cool. I'll grab the first aid kit. She dresses the wound. She specifically says with medicine, with like antiseptic medicine okay. and bandages. Mm -hmm. And the next day, the wound's gone. Whoa. Whoa! I mean, if it's gone, like there's no sign of it ever having right. happened. Okay, cool. But We were not told the wound was deep, though. It was just like she had a scratch. I did the thing. It was better. Uh, yeah. As I was reading these miracles, A, it was reminding me a lot of Paramahansa Yogananda's biography, uh, mm -hmm. autobiography of a yogi, which had a lot of those miracles where like, okay, that's a known trick. Yes. And I know how that could have been spun as a miracle. And then that 
don't tip your hand that way to people like you and me because that makes me like, oh shit. So this You're isn't just you to... buying your own nonsense. Mm-hmm. This is you intentionally fooling people. Right. And then the other class would be, you know, oh, just life doing its random things, but we've oh, latched right. onto certain correlations. Like, right. wow, th- this person did this and then a good thing happened. A a, a lot of the miracles were like, you know, oh, they broke our lamp, the skeptics. And then it starts working again. Well, no, like Amma had them bring two shells and then they put wicks in the shells without any oil and they still burned all night. Cool. But then also somebody came and said that they had a dream that they should bring Amma an oil lamp. Oh, they brought her some new lamps. God, that's amazing. Yeah, there's some of those in here, too. So one is actually Miracle 3. At a festival, a speaker, I guess it was like a festival of Amma's followers, and a speaker said from the dais, oh, Amma, it's so hot and stuffy here. Can't you make it rain? And everyone's kind of like, ha, ha, ha. And the next day, there was a torrential downpour. (laughs) Yeah, okay, a lot of those types of miracles, for sure. There's a lot of uh, animal miracles. (gasps) Ooh, tell me more. Oh, yeah, there's like a whole chapter on animals. So, for example, there are some eagles that flew towards the ocean and returned with fish to feed her, and they'd lay it in Amma's lap, and the first time she just ate the raw fish. Ew, Amma. And then her mom would intercept the eagle (laughs) <laughs> because I guess this kept, visual? Okay. this kept happening. The eagles kept going to bring her fish and bringing them back. And so the mom would get them and cook them and then give them to her. The eagles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like Amma's mom would intercept the eagles that would drop the fish and say, give me that. And then she'd go cook it and cook then the feed. the fish, not the eagle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, the fish. Okay. Um, and oh yeah, Amma has some weird eating habits. Oh, so really? apparently she would get so wrapped up in her devotion that she would eat shards of glass or Alma, human. This is how your family's getting paralysis of the intestines. Or human excreta. What? She's eating poop? Yeah, or cow dung or tea leaves, what? discarded tea leaves. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, would, it she wouldn't brush her teeth. Oh, well, be- after eating poop? Alma. <laughs> Maybe you should. This isn't a brag moment. This is a pull yourself together moment look in the mirror for a sec she would kind of like pass out from these various ecstatic visions and she would be covered in mosquitoes or a dog there was this dog that loved her and come be her pillow okay and eventually he died but she predicted how he would die and then she said later where he was reincarnated but wouldn't say any more about it oh wow (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah okay in the category of weird eating so after she had Can't established, get weirder. <laughs> well, okay. After she'd established herself, okay, okay. I'm trying to think of something that's weirder. Eating your own breast. Okay, we're you're getting <laughs> what? You're getting close. So, all right. So, she's been spending a lot of time acting as Krishna uh-huh. and identifying with Krishna. But at one point, she has a vision of the Divine Mother, okay. and then she's like, "Forget this Krishna guy." I care about Devi. Oh, I care right. about the mother. So okay. then she starts obsessing over the mother and becoming more at one with the mother. So then she would see like any beautiful woman and she'd immediately run up to her and start fawning over her and calling her, you know, the mother. Uh, so at one point she sees a woman in her town oh, no. breastfeeding a oh, child. No. no! She, well, this isn't as bad as eating poop, but okay. <laughs> I see where this is going. She runs up to the woman uh, sexually assaults her puts the baby out of the way mm-hmm. and starts feeding from her breast mm-hmm. 
the woman, for whatever reason. Oh, my God. The, it says that the woman's like, okay with this. And this happens a few times. But then she starts breastfeeding in private. <laughs> where, where all my kids here and do this. Interesting. Okay, so if that wasn't enough. Then, oh, my God. Then she finds a cow. And she goes and drinks <laughs> directly from the tap. Oh, my goodness. Of the cow. I mean. So I'm reading these stories. And I'm just Honestly, I'd rather people drank directly from the cow than went and bought cow's milk because at least you're getting in touch with what the fuck you're doing. And apparently, it's a very weird thing. Apparently, the cow would travel long distances to come (laughs) position itself. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) So so she couldn't drink from it. That is not correct. So I'm I'm, that is a lie. I'm a little over halfway through Amma's biography, but it's a riot. Oh my god. Well. Okay, I'll try to... I don't know if I can top any of that, but I'll tell you a little bit about what Leela taught me. Okay. So you're probably wondering, how does Amma make it rain? Well, it turns out that if you're selfless, selflessness generates boundless divine energy, Mm -hmm. and the vibrations of that energy are so massive that they reach the solar atmosphere. Oh, the the solar one. Okay. uh And give rise to rainfall. Wait a second. The solar atmosphere. That's all we need to know. That would be on the sun. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Okay. And that makes it rain. So there you go. That's all we need to know. I (laughs) never knew that. (laughs) And And I still don't. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, this might be my favorite miracle. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so Amma's had a long day. She's like, Leela, come over here. Can you massage my arm? Okay, so of course Leela's like, what an honor. Oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this. Sure. So Amma goes into a sort of like trance meditative state. Okay. And Leela continues to massage her arm. And it sounds like this goes on for a long time. Okay. Then Leela's like, and suddenly... I couldn't move my arm very well, and it felt (laughs) as if an electric shock were going through my arm. And I'm reading this, and I'm thinking... Fatigue. Your arm fell asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're describing the tingles of insufficient blood flow (laughs) to your arm. never happened to you? Because it happens to me if I sit on the toilet too long, lady. So, Amma awakes, and Leel is like, oh my god, Amma. I have to tell you what happened. It's so amazing. I was missing it. I'm on my arm fell asleep and I'm still weirded out about it. And Amma says that she had transmitted a wave of spiritual energy to me. And that's why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen this with Paramahansa Yogananda and Paul Twitchell and others where yeah. somebody reports something. Oh, the dream I had about you last night or this physical sensation I had or this thing I saw. And then they take credit for it. Yeah, and let add me this... retroactively give that meaning. Yeah, let me add a little layer of explanation for you there. You're welcome. <laughs> Another one, someone had a boil on his back and asked Lila to treat it. She grabs some leaves from an Amrita tree, which I guess is already known to be therapeutic. She puts those leaves on him. The leaves run out because it's a small tree. And the boil goes away after a while. Oh, after a while. (laughs) Yep. All right. I looked this up. Uh, If you leave a boil untreated, Mm -hmm. Harvard Medical School says it should disappear in five minutes. After a while. (laughs) Also known as a A while. while. Oh, goodness. I thought you would like this quote from 
Mata Amritananda Mai. She says, human beings are not the only ones with the capacity for speech. Animals, yeah! birds, and plants have this oh, power, wait. <laughs> but we do not have the capability to oh, no. understand. Oh, One who has no. the vision of the self knows all these things. Oh, boy. Listen, fellow vegans, we need to pull it in, <laughs> rein it in. Don't start talking about how a cow is your spiritual sister. You sound nuts. Anyway, this did mention that Amma is one with Krishna, as you mentioned. And I guess someone asked Amma during a satsang, how does that work? Because I've seen you pray to Krishna. Are you praying to yourself? Right. And she explained that she takes many forms, like sunlight has many colors in it. So it reminded me of the whole Trinity explanation oh, we always yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, water can be liquid mm-hmm. or ice or gaseous steam, I, but it's uh, still water. I feel a little tinge of guilt when you say that because at my Methodist church that I was at from maybe the age of 10 to 17, I would uh, occasionally give a little mini children's sermon right mm-hmm. before the kids were dismissed for Sunday school. So they'd come up to the front of the church and sit up on the stairs leading up to the altar. Someone would teach a little lesson. Yeah, time so, for young Christians. Yeah, sometimes I'd get to volunteer. And so one time it was my turn to give a talk on the Trinity. And I made like a little chart that I had that you know I could hold up in front of the congregation. And <laughs> I had used that very particular example of mm-hmm. oh, the three states of water. And it's yet a it's a very smart analogy. It's all the same. And I'd drawn the symbol of the Trinity and you know, I had all these little graphics. So it reminds me of being a dorky little kid uh, teaching other kids about the trinity those analogies are very good if you don't think about them for any more than a few seconds yes because then you can start thinking well what if it's not like that (laughs) all you've told me is that it's like that how do i know it's like that what is that yeah because you can make any metaphor you want yeah they're not all valid yeah i could be like charles manson is jesus it's like how bread can be croutons okay cool (laughs) stop thinking (laughs) But that doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't. No. Anything could be like anything. (laughs) (laughs) You can form both valid cogent sentences with words. You can form nonsensical ones as well. That's right. Nothing can stop you. (laughs) And one day you too could be president. Oh, my God. I wish he made sentences that make that much sense. Bringing it down. He wouldn't even say that crouton thing. He'd be like... Uh, They say it's like bread is made of yeast, but also it's like, do you want to bake anything? I don't know. Someone said, sir, sir, this is the best bread. You make the best bread. And I said, I don't know, but they said, yeah. Oh, I hate him. Okay, Miracle (laughs) 6. A young boy was singing praise to Amma for years in hopes that she'd give him a car. And after years of studying and graduating grad school at university, he could afford a car. Oh, come on. Miracle! It's that just, is a miracle. That's taking credit for someone's hard work. This is Rhythmia level miracle. That's not even self-affirming prophecy. That's just somebody working hard in life. Yeah. I would be like, screw you, Ama. You definitely didn't help me. And I had to help me. <laughs> yeah. You what's, kinda what's this guy's name? A uh, young boy. Ama helps young boys that help themselves. <laughs> exactly. And then last miracle. Uh, I'll share with you is that Leela saw drops of water on Amma's photo and wiped them off. But for some reason, she used her cheek to wipe it off the photo. And the next day, Amma hugged her and they touched 
cheeks. Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think what situation I'd be in that would cause me to dry off a photo with my cheek. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe if like your Well, my clothes are other, really filthy. Yeah, something like that. Or your other hand is sticky. <laughs> Just finished wrestling this pig. <laughs> right. But my cheek's still clean. Oh, wait. Maybe. Okay, if you were jacking off to the photo. <laughs> oh, no. You get the droplets on there. Oh, well, I mean, it adds up. That's it for our show. <laughs> this is a representative segment of the book that spells out a lot of Amma's world versus the outside world. Mm. Sometimes Sudamani would become God intoxicated while waiting at the bus station. Forgetting the external world, she rolled on the ground and burst into blissful peals of laughter. Oh, no. Of course, people could not comprehend her state and would gather around her, watching in astonishment. Uh Uh-huh. Thinking, Uh, oh, this poor dissociative woman, how do we get her help? Others would tease and rebuke her, calling her a crazy girl. Also the wrong response. (laughs) Children used to stand around her, ridiculing her, but such treatment was lost on Sudamani. What taunting words could reach the world where she was reveling? So, yeah, a lot of it is, you know, a a girl who maybe needs help who's just in sort of a shitty situation. Yeah, if even accurate. I'm tempted to think they just don't know how this comes off and that she's pretty mentally healthy, pretty neurotypical, Mm -hmm. and they just think this is impressive. Oh, right. I mean, we don't hear anything about her continuing to have those sort of symptomatic experiences during all of these world tours. Right, right. Yeah, and she has a brother, Sugunama, who's uh, very mean to her as well, and he's an atheist. So, Oh, boy. Real jerk. Okay, <laughs> that's all we need to know. I also listened to Rob Bell's podcast oh, because yeah. he had an interview with an AMA follower who's been her follower for many years. Uh-huh. It's Robcast episode 124, if y'all want to listen. She was very well-spoken, really liked the interviewee. She'd been following AMA for 19 years. She had actually led the LA meetings for a while. Oh, wow. She's the one who said that AMA had hugged 38 million people, which, okay. All right. Question. Let's unpack this. Is this like... When you say that your podcast has been heard by one million people and you actually mean you have one million downloads because that's completely different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a feeling we got the same people rotating through a lot of the time. Okay. Even on that note. Okay. So let's say. Ross has crunched some numbers. I can see it in his eyes. The most. <laughs> what Cara would call depressing math with Ross. So, <laughs> so let's use the number thirty-three million. Let's okay because I saw that number quite a bit, and that okay usually like in twenty seventeen. So I'm sure she's added many more on top of that. But let's be generous and say she's hugged thirty-three million people. Okay, I'm picturing those McDonald signs. You know, like oh yeah, eighty billion served. Thirty-eight million hugged. That many humans have never existed. Oh, that's a good point. Did the oh right the McDonalds are just counting all those people who were getting <laughs> right. They're using that that uh, same math. Hey, Ross, I'm joining you in 1990 when you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say 33 million people uh-huh. have been hugged by Ama. Okay, so also let's say there were 1,200 people there the night that we were there and mm-hmm. all of them got hugged. We'll tell the rest of the story later, mm-hmm. but let's say in one night you can hug 1,200 people yeah. the way she does. That's quite an effort. So we're going to divide by 1,200 to see how many days... How many nights, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it would take to hug that many people. So let's say every single night you had that many people arriving and being hugged. 
uh, I would say that's peak hug volume. Right. That's 27,500 days. Okay. Let's divide by the number of days in a year. 365. 365. Point, oh. 0.25, sure. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 75 years of hugging. Hmm. Amma has not been hugging that long. She started her she's... worldwide tours in 1987. And she's 66? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that really makes it hard. Mm, blood hole. <laughs> We thought this was all legit before Ross pulled out his calculator, and now we have suspicions. Wait a second. How long can Santa stay at every house? Point <laughs> two seconds, says Don't Ross's son. Right. <laughs> Is that true? Is it yeah, we, ha- we had that conversation. I, d- I don't remember, but it was a fraction of a second. <laughs> Good on, Andrew. Okay, so back to this interview on Robcast. Um <laughs> So she also mentioned with reverence in her voice that she had seen Ama kiss a leper's wounds and that there's a video of this online. Looked it up. There is. She's actually like licking this person's wounds, which. Hey, you know, that's up there with human excreta, glass and cow dung. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fair. And I mean, you know, leprosy is like a a really debilitating disease. So Mm -hmm. if this helped, great. But it is worth noting. 95% of people are immune to leprosy. It is not a high-risk thing to be around. interesting. And you have to be around someone who has it for a long time to catch it. Oh, wow. It's not thought to be highly contagious, but it's not. Interesting. Yeah. And if you get it, I mean, depending on where in the world you live, it's not that big a deal because antibiotics can 100% Ah. cure it. But, you know, there are parts of the world that unfortunately don't have that access. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the video, they're like, and he was cured. And I'm like, well, okay, that's the interesting part. Show Mm -hmm. me that. Mm. But where's that guy? No, no, no. I'm a licking a leprosy person. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Fair. Then she drops this bomb. Ama can speak English. She just chooses not to. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Hmm. I wrote this down as a quote. Ama can speak English, but she doesn't. Okay. So, yeah, there's two options here. One is that's true and bizarre. And the other is she lied to you about speaking English, but you speak English. So how did she manage to lie? Did she lie to someone else who then lied to you in English? What's happening? Or maybe she speaks English silgna, which is a palindrome. (laughs) Wow. You never thought of that, did you, listeners? I sure did. (laughs) Um, They didn't know that. (laughs) they never will but anyway this woman had had like a really profound experience when she went to hug Amma the first time she said she didn't feel anything but her husband did but then the next day she realized all of her anger was gone and it's been gone ever since so that's why she continues to follow Amma well that's nice yeah though also something you could kind of choose to do I mean it sounded like she was saying the physical feeling of anger is gone. Not like oh, I'm wow. able to deal. I'm okay. able to, you well, know, take that's... a pause and take a breath. It was like, I just don't feel it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Well, I certainly take that way more seriously than uh, a lot of these miracles we've heard. Yeah, sure. Well, we've told you a lot about Ama. We've told you about how we got there. We've gotten a couple hours into our stay there. Have we been hugged yet? We have not. We, no, I'm still standing with my uh, slip I'm about to go pay for my book, but we've been talking to you for a long time. So we're going to we're going to wait for the next episode. Yeah. To tell you the rest of the story. We're going to read more about Ama. 
We're going to tell you more. We'll tell you about the two times that assassination attempts were made on her. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Exciting. Well, yeah. Okay. Come well, on back. Yeah, yeah. We didn't on. do it. It wasn't us. <laughs> with nothing to do with that. So we'll see you again in part two. Yes. And that's it for this episode. Our theme music is by Brian Keats Alton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. Our editor is Victor Figueroa. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Yes, please. And you know how else you can support us? Ross, this is my commitment. Okay. I'm saying this on the air okay. to uh, the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make an Etsy store. And in that Etsy store, <laughs> I'm going to put up these shirts from our tour that I didn't know I had oh. in a trunk that I discovered about a month ago. Oh, Carrie felt so bad. Oh, boy. Because because we auctioned off the last, the last two one. shirts. Yeah, it, for many dollars. Very generous uh, listeners. Well, all of that went to a good cause. It did, yeah. Turns Isn't out it? there are some additional shirts from our tour. This is not a gimmick or anything. <laughs> no. It's just that Carrie didn't it's realize she had real more. doof. So I'm going to make an Etsy store. We're going to make them cheap. Before we were giving $5 per shirt to a charity, we'll give half the total amount to a charity this time. Sounds good. And if you were one of the people who spent a lot on a shirt in Austin, Texas, get in touch. We'll give you at least two extra for free. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And a lot of them are red and green, so good uh, holiday gifts. You can also support us by telling your friends about the show, playing it for them in the car when you're on a road trip, getting them hooked so then they start listening to all of our episodes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. leaving a positive review. Or just next time you're hugging someone, just whisper in their ear, listen on Ross and Gary. And remember... In the sweet, godly voice of Alma. interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast that's right we got this with mark and hal that's correct mark this is Hal. we do the hard work for you settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends so tune in every week on the maximum fun network for we got this with mark and hal and all your questions will be asked and answered you're welcome all right that's enough of that we got this MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported